What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Wrestling Inc. Welcome back to the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. It is Tuesday, noon Eastern. I am your managing editor, Nick Hausman, and joined here today is uh, is my good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome to the Winkley. Close, personal, longtime friend. Yes, I'm just, I'm surprised because uh, we've been having Michael Weissman on Tuesdays now. This week, I get you as my first show of the week. It's, it's different, it's, it's fun, it's exciting. Well, I Nancy Kerrigan, Kerrigan him in the backstage area, and I decided to come out and uh, hit, my, hit my music. I decided to come out instead. Oh, man. That, do you see I, Tanya, then I take it, yeah? I have not. It's, it's fresh on my mind. I want to see it. It's fresh on my mind because I was watching one of those uh, 90s, The Last Great Decade, narrated by Rob Lowe. It's like a series they do on Nat Geo, I think. Or not, not is it Nat Geo? Yeah, one of the stations. And uh, okay. they were covering they were covering that that incident, so it's fresh on my mind. Um, you got to watch I, Tanya. Everybody. <clears throat> Stop what you're doing. It's fun, if especially for wrestling fans, because it's like a wrestling movie. Because it's like a oh, whole yeah. story that it 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 ends in violence. You Absolutely. Know? Well, it's a, it's a, it's this great storyline of of a sneak attack and and rivals and and payoff. Yeah, absolutely. Go see Itania. Uh, well, we got a big show here for you guys today. Remember, if you're uh, listening to us here live uh, on the YouTube channel, you can get the full episode of the Winkly over on the Wrestling Inc. Audio channel on iTunes. Go subscribe to us there. Because uh, today and tomorrow on the show, I'm going to be playing. Uh, it's a two-part interview. Uh, I did Sean Waltman's podcast last week, X-Pac 12360. I called back in the favor. I sat down with Sean yesterday, and we talked about all three of the Royal Rumbles he was a part of, 1995, 1999, and 2000. We talk about this year's Rumble as well. Um, but it's a longer piece, so we broke it in half. And uh, today you're going to get to hear Sean. Uh, we, we talk about AEW stuff. We talk about what's his contract like. But do you remember what Sean Wallman was doing at the Royal Rumble 1995, Justin? I'm, uh, off the top of my head, no. I'm actually surprised. I would have thought he would have been in more. But I guess yeah, I guess the rest of the 90s, he was in WCW. And they haven't brought him back for a surprise appearance, have they? Nope. Hmm. No, his, his last match with WWE was like, 
I don't remember. It's been a while. It's like a decade, at least a decade, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even. I don't even remember if they let him. I don't remember if he bumped or not uh, at Raw. 1000 St. Louis. I was, I was like the first real, real big DX reunion. Oh, that's, that's crazy to think. Now, what was he doing in 95's Rumble? At 95, he was in the finals of the WWF Tag Team Tournament champ, Tag Team Tournament Tag Team Championship Tournament. He and Spark Plug Bob Holly took on Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka uh, with uh, Ted DiBiase in their corner. And I'm not going to lie, like of Sean's Rumble appearances, you know, we talk, you know, tomorrow on the show, we'll air the, the 99 and 2000 um, talk I had with him. I think his 1995 tag match, because he's so young and just like crazy energy. It's him and Bam Bam, especially worked really, really well together in that match. I think it was a, I think it was a 95 later in the year when he was heel and he had Ted DiBiase. I feel like, or no, I don't know if he was with Ted or not. Was he with Ted? But he was heel later in that year. And that was, that was, that was cool to see him heel for the first time. Yeah, and you know that's and we talk about. I don't want to give away the interview or anything, but we talk about how this was like a, an interesting time for him because by '95 you had like a flushed out one, two, three kid. You know, he'd already beat Razor, he'd done that storyline. Now he's just a superstar, right? So the one, two, three kid storylines. You know, we get into it here. There's only a couple of years of them in there. Has there ever been? I'm sure there has been, but if, if you actually think about uh, Sean's career, to see both ends, like he started out as like the the, the the whitest white you know meat baby face possible baby face and all kid is in his name so young scrawny and then eventually evolves all the way to you know one of the ultimate degenerates in x-pac i think it's a great it's a great swing dude he's part of everything nwo dx the cruiserweight division i mean Sean is really, you know, he's quite a character. So we'll, we'll table the Waltman talk. We can talk a little bit uh, about Sean here at the end of the show. A lot of news to get into here. Uh, again, uh, the Winkly is Tuesday through Thursday now. And if you want to if you want to party with me in Chicago and watch the Royal Rumble, I will be at Duffy's Tavern and Grill hosting the party, giving away some wrestling ink shirts, playing games. I got a cool idea for a Rumble game that's going to involve some booze. So come by and drink with me and watch the Rumble this Sunday, 420 West Diversity. Duffy's Tavern and Grill in Chicago. Uh, I want to send out some congratulations as we start the news. Nikki Cross, Killian Dane are now married. Good for them. Um, it's 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 wild. Everybody everybody meets their future husband or wife. I feel like when it's like you get signed to WWE, you get a great contract and potential for love. Yes. Well, I think these two are together well before WWE. Yeah, this is definitely got to be an all time high of uh, marriages. Uh, and relationships in the business, um, which, you know, it, it's good as long as both parties are still for the same company and you're still traveling together and you're working basically the same kind of schedule. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, it has its downfalls as well uh, on the other side of things. Britt Baker, Adam Cole, right? Very different star-crossed lovers at this point, you know? <laughs> well, I think – well, Britt Brit will be on my podcast this Thursday, you can hear. I think her and Adam, I think they're doing okay. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, relationships in wrestling can always present a problem. Uh, potentially um well we have some uh we have some updates here on some folks coming and going in the world of wwe first of all braun Strowman uh was back in action last night wrestled his first match in a while here against finn balor why are you happy why are you so excited about this justin uh, i was just doing my braun imitation i don't know if anybody could see it or not i could see it i thought that you were just like hooray <clears throat> right, oh no i was just doing my braun no. oh yeah well it's good you know what do you now braun's back and he can wrestle I mean, I would think he's going to be in the Rumble match, right? 
you would think, and, and you know, when you watch that segment, when, when, you, when you watch everything that happened with Braun in that opening half hour, I mean, they put effort to building Finn up and to building the match this Sunday, but they put almost just as much effort into reminding you that there's still unfinished business between Braun and Brock, which they're not going to change the match. It's not going to become a triple threat. It's going to be Finn versus Brock. But so that tells me, by you know, based upon where we're at in the in the calendar year, that kind of that kind of really tends to hint towards a Braun Strowman Brock Lesnar match again, potentially a Mania. Yeah, time. and you know that's the thing is all the reports up to now have said you know Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. You know we've talked about it here on the show. I think that's been what Meltzer said they've they've wanted to do for a while. Um, but after that opening segment, yeah, a hundred percent looked to me like you know Braun Strowman wins the Rumble and is prime competition for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I did not get that vibe off of Seth Rollins last night. No, neither did I. So, I mean, that, that was really something to take away and watch. And, uh, you know, assuming Finn does not win the title Sunday, um, you know, that's, that's something to watch. Because, they, they, I mean, they, they, I mean, anytime, you, I mean, Vince is in the segment, I mean, they blatantly made a point to, like, keep heat between Braun and Brock. What was up with Vince in that segment? I don't want to do, like, a raw review type deal, but he comes out, he, like, praises Finn, then he calls the fans hillbillies, and nobody knows what's going on. Like, what, What? in the words of Keenan Thompson, what's up with that? Uh, or the hurricane. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, Vince, I don't know. It, 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 you, you would think it's usually always applied to Vince, whether he in the role of Mr. McMahon or whether we even go back to Vince McMahon play-by-play commentator of the 90s, you know, I usually apply that Vince is one of the best people you can have out there because he is just a natural charismatic performer, but he's the guy, you know, <laughs> it's his vision. So who better to try to carry out his visions than the man himself? But, yeah, his promos these his promos anymore just, they don't have the same streamlined message or they don't have the same effectiveness. They don't have the same um, gravitas. I mean, it's just, just not as sharp on the air anymore. I don't know. Yeah, and it's just, you know, again, he's not really a good guy. He's not really a bad guy. He's just Vince, you know. Um, maybe that's what he wants, but he was all over the place. And, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really understand. I don't understand Vince's role. Um, John Cena, it was announced on the show, has an ankle injury that he sustained at the hands of Drew McIntyre. According to The Observer, this is a, a complete work. Um, John, they're doing the storyline with John here because he uh, is going to start filming another movie. They want him off the pay-per-view. Uh, you know, it had been reported there were plans for him and Lars Sullivan to meet at Mania. Lars has just disappeared. Lars Sullivan is a Bigfoot at this point up in the mountains. Um, and, and John's off. What do, what do you think happened here? Well, I'm not really surprised by this. I was very surprised when Cena announced his uh, entry, entry into the Rumble because I was under the belief that I had read somewhere credible and in, in the in the movie Hollywood dirt she said he was getting ready to start another project so yeah you know that made me go okay well that's probably gonna take rumble out of the case um so now it seems real rumble is out of the case and I don't know how long the filming is or what have you but it then does beg the question okay is he a question mark for mania how reliable is he for WrestleMania um whether there was a Lars Sullivan around or not you know, it definitely I definitely got the vibe last night on Raw that some puzzle pieces had shifted around. I don't know if it's because Braun is healthy again or they've decided to, to pull the trigger on Braun again. Um, but, yeah, it's some, some there was definitely something different in the waters, uh, you know, last night on Raw as far as the direction they're going into to Rumble and Mania. Yeah, it definitely feels like and, and, and you know, Nick, you having worked on this capacity now for enough years, you know, we, we've, we've go we go around the cycle every year. It definitely feels like at this point in the year. 
there is still more pencil on the creative writing right now than there is pen. You know, usually, you know, Mania by November they start to pencil things, but by January, as we approach the Rumble, things are in pen, and I feel like there's still a little bit more uh, lead than there is ink right now because of what what I've discussed with you over, you know, at length over these past few months. Maybe some of the most unprecedented shakeups that WWE's ever had to deal with in terms of obstacles uh, with personnel and, and, and shows, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's interesting because right now, you know, I ask myself, I ask other people, who wins the women's and men's rumbles? And like the women, it's like okay, Charlotte, maybe Charlotte, Becky, kind of deal. But the men's field, I feel like it's pretty wide open. And, and until last night, I was like, well, I think Braun would probably make the most sense. Big guy wins a rumble, goes on to face Brock. I, I don't I don't know I don't know where else you uh, I don't I don't get the vibe they're gonna do with Ali which seemed fun for a couple weeks there but I don't think they're gonna do it now you know uh, no I mean um, you know I I, I love this t- Rumble so much fun I always encourage and I talk about it all across my because I and I genuinely endorse it there's a great contest called WrestleRumble.com where you literally go on and you try to predict who's gonna come in at, at entrance one through thirty you have to you try to pick each spot which is a long shot but if you get one that's a huge thing. And, and you get points, and the most points you win up to like a thousand bucks, the first prize. And so, like, I'm sitting here starting to map out my Wrestle Rumble picks of who I'm going to pick. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, Braun is there. I, I Drew McIntyre is there. Um, but like, after, you know, Seth, you know, but it, 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 I don't know. It, or it's like somebody completely from left field or somebody that we don't know is in the Rumble, you know, like a Lars Sullivan or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody you know, who came back on Monday night and rejoined Raw was Zack Ryder. Came out, saved his friend Kurt Hawkins from a beatdown he was receiving from the Revival after guest refereeing their match. That's a word garble right there. Uh, happy to see Kurt back, or happy to see Zack back, especially alongside Kurt. Uh, these two versus the Revival. That's a fun, fresh group of people that I'm interested in see working together. Uh, this is, of course, on the heels of uh, what the, the Wrestling Observer confirmed this past week, that the Revival asked for their release last week. It's not been granted. They're under contract until April 2020. You know, they did lose to Gable and Rude, but getting to work with your buddy Zach and Kurt doesn't seem like a lot of punishment. It seems like an opportunity to me to step up and show what these guys can do together. Well, and, and so there's a, there's a few dynamics at play here. One, I, I believe it might have been in that same report that you just referenced, Nick, yeah. that it, it was talked about that the revival, not even as mad necessarily about their individual booking, but just the tag team landscape as a whole. Right. So there's one dynamic of, okay, maybe this is a way to appease them and you're giving them a new tag team in the division, one that does have some history and makes sense in, in, in Ryder and, and Hawkins. I also think there's a fun dynamic at play uh, with the fact that, you know, the, the revival is, you know, the old school gimmick, um, very, I, just, I guess I'll say anti-internet fan if, or anti-internet. I, I think, you know what I'm trying to say here? It's kind of yeah. like, like the, the spark they had with them and the, and the stuff of the Young Bucks, you know, via, you know, via online. So, you know, Zack Ryder, who was the, has a self-professed internet champion, it, it's kind of you're trying to take in that same dynamic of, okay, here's two guys that are kind of like, WWE's not doing anything with and Ryder and Hawkins. Um, they do have online internet support. Um, so let's put them up against what's complete opposite of them in terms of character. So I, I mean, I think it's a, uh, it's a worthwhile move. I'm interested to see uh, if WWE commits to it and where it goes. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I really like this group of guys as well for the same reason they play to that hardcore fan base. And uh, Zach Ryder is in the prime of his career right now. Great shape. The ability to draw, if if you want to give him uh, some room to run, 
I'm fascinated to see what happens here. I, I, I'm like, the, of everything that happened on the show, I think this was the thing that I was most excited about moving forward out of the entire show was just to see what happens with these four. So, um, uh, Another update here from The Observer. Apparently, despite the return vignettes for Kevin Owens as of late, he is not expected back until after WrestleMania. Sami Zayn did that Chris Jericho interview where he said he was still like months away from coming back. Um, I don't know what happened here. Justin, why would why would they begin these return vignettes? I guess is my question. Well, the, uh, I mean, they started to play the return vignettes when they were in what we what we I think we kind of look at as like the the peak of their panic when, you know, when they were trying to shake things up, responding to the, to the low ratings and all the McMahons are out there saying it's all, it's a, it's a brave new world. Um, so maybe they tried to do it just to drum up interest as the same time they were showing the vignettes for the NXT call-ups. Um, and then maybe Owen said, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be able to be coming soon. I'm, I'm, I'm still a few months away. I don't know. Yeah, uh, very odd. Uh, well, the, the PWInsider.com is reporting that Ty Dillinger is expected to return soon from injury. Do you see him as one of those guys that they could reheat up and turn into a player now if he's back on the uh, the main roster like they've done with a couple other guys right now? Uh, he's certainly capable. He's got he's, you know, he's certainly capable to be that. I, I Whether or not they do, eh, I don't know. I mean, I it's, it's very hard now to pinpoint who they're going to decide to put some effort behind. I mean, Mustafa, I mean, the Mustafa Ali thing came out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, even, even you said it, you know, for a few weeks there, you're like making a case of, you know, this guy fighting Daniel Bryan for the title or this guy doing something significant in the Rumble. And now I feel like that's already cooled. So uh, hard to say. Yeah. And well, I put Ty Dillinger kind of in that Ali category of, you know, wasn't necessarily like the biggest guy, but everybody knew he was very uh, entertaining and could wrestle. I, I wonder if they don't get behind him, you know, especially on SmackDown him. Andrade, Mustafa Ali, you start to create this uh, quasi-cruiserweight bunch that you can play around with and do a lot of really fun, interesting matches with, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, they have they have no shortage of talent. This is this is the greatest depth of a roster that they've probably ever had. Uh, you know, there is no shortage of depth. There's no shortage of programming, yet the fact they have no shortage of programming seems to be an Achilles heel to some of their decision-making. Um, well, um, another update on a talent. Uh, last week we were talking about that uh, reportedly had asked for their release. Uh, Maria Canellis apparently uh, refuted these on Twitter this past week, uh, denying the report that she'd asked for release, questioning that. This was a, this was a weird one because I had friends uh, that were reporting this that stand by their report. So I don't know if this is just a case of Maria... I don't know, trying to tamp down a fire, possibly. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I think it's something along the lines. And this is where, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, and I don't mean to talk down to the audience. I'm just trying to separate, you know, the experiences, again, you or me and other uh, colleagues who, who, would, uh, who would do this. This is where a lot of fans forget. They're all, most fans are always going to believe the wrestler over believing said wrestling reporter. They just are. They're going to believe, you know, whenever the wrestler takes the time to come and speak out, the fans are inclined to believe, well, the wrestler's not going to lie, even though they work you for a living. Um, I, I, I've always liked Maria, so but I'm just calling it like it is, and I, I'm the same with you. I know that we're probably talking about some of the same people that that, that stand by the story, and yeah, uh, they, they wouldn't be standing by the story if, 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 if just out of foolish pride. They, they're standing by it for a reason. Um, you know, I think there was certainly fire where there's a smoke. Uh, it seems, you know, Mike probably did 
you know, Mike probably did initiate something that, that started this whole story. And she's mad that they got out. She's mad that it might hurt their, um, you know, might hurt their standing with the company uh, or where they're already at standing. So I, I think it's just her trying to, you know, trying to come out and say, oh, you know, wrestling rumor sites are wrong. But I, I, I don't think it's that simple. You know, Cody Rhodes said um, at the AEW rally in Jacksonville, happy wrestlers make happy fans, right? And this is a real issue for me right now as we're going through this fresh start reboot. You know, they, they want to say, oh, we're pushing Ali or, you know, whoever, you know, we're, we're getting behind Apollo Crews. But the, the, the steady drip of stories about guys unhappy right now backstage is really tamping down, I feel like, whatever on-screen efforts they're, they're trying to, to make at the moment. Uh, this next one here from The Observer, uh, last one about kind of backstage unrest, uh, Andrade, who actually did pick up a win over Mysterio on SmackDown, uh, according to Meltzer here, has uh, told his friends Roosh and Dragon Lee, who are brothers, uh, not to sign with WWE, that it's not what it's uh, cut up to be. Uh, you know, that's blatant. Yeah. So now, I'm, so for this story, I'm on the opposite side of things. Where a minute ago, I was just kind of defending um, the, the wrestling news sites and saying, look, you know, the talent aren't always in the right here. They're not always being honest. I'm a little, you know, look, uh, and is Meltzer reported this, correct? This is from the Observer, yes. Obviously, you know, Dave, you know, like him or not, like whatever, he, he, he should be respected. He, he, you know, he's accomplished a lot. He's pioneered and paved the way for sure of, of covering pro wrestling in the fashion it's covered. But I disagree here with his judgment to report that Andrade was the one who says this to, and I forget the other guy's name, I apologize. Um, Dragon Lee. You know, because it, just report that, hey, um, uh, a, a regular SmackDown superstar, if you want to get that specific, SmackDown superstar uh, told these guys, and not all it's crap talk to be, and, and warn them. I, 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 I think it's a little harmful to, to name Andrade, and, and then now, now you're putting his um, his standing with the company or, or, or pissing off the office. Uh, so that's 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 a judgment call. I think saying that it's Andrade, I mean, yeah, you're getting real specific in your reporting. So I, you know, I guess from a journalism standpoint good on you for accuracy but that's one maybe i'm just being a little bit too empathetic to the talent and that's one where i think you could have just you could have got the same effect by just saying a a, a, a regular featured smackdown superstar told them such i, I naming andrade I, I feel a little bit bad um you know if he got any 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 pushback from the office after that came out yeah i feel like the word you were looking for is livelihood right they're they're taking yes, this livelihood yeah. a little bit you know into their own hands when they when you report something like that you know and i i'm with you i think you should be careful when you report this stuff uh, unless i'm sorry to cut you off the only the only the, the only um unless andrade said it to melter knowingly that he was on the record unless andrade said yeah i told those guys but you know but if dave is if dave got this from somebody other than andrade i i don't think you should mention andrade's name in the report that's just my judgment yeah. and you're right maybe maybe andrade told him who knows um but again it just you know it ties together this general uh story of backstage unrest right now you know i don't hear there was actually like a period like i feel like two years ago three years ago where there were stories about road life's getting better it's like your house on the road they got a kitchen for you there's a living room video game systems you know it doesn't sound quite so chummy right now uh backstage at wwe it sounds like there's a lot of tension to be honest sure uh, well because i think everybody's you know everybody's looking at each other like you know nobody it's it's, it's kind of like mob life you 
you want to be careful because you don't know when when there's a where there's a wiretap where somebody's reading your lips like you don't know what it's kind of like you look at somebody like so are you thinking about doing something are you either you talk are you talking to them like you know i mean i think it's kind of that like a little bit of mentality but you know you got to watch how that gets out um you know so it's it's you know for me me, i always go back to the jericho cruise when i think about this story because that's where you other than the w and even with you had some of the wwe guys on that cruise right you got all the biggest talent out just outside wwe and one boat Nobody is chaperoning. There are no PR people. These guys are ducking off and uh, uh, cabins together. I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> I think that I think the boys are way more structured and organized right now than they would let you than would let on because it, it just I, I don't know. There's there's so many stories flaring up all at the same time. I feel like these maybe these guys have known for a little while where or what they wanted to be doing, you know. And I always go back to the Jericho cruise. That's where it, I would. It, it may it may be the closest. It may be the closest that we'll ever get to the boys, to the wrestlers having a union in terms of <laughs> communicating and working together. Understanding your value, pulling the money together. That's pretty much what it is. Um, well, uh, speaking of value, uh, Batista was uh, the latest big name to tease a WWE return. WWE tweeted out uh, a Batista package, and uh, he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Of course, he was at that SmackDown uh, 1000 episode a couple of weeks back doing the the – uh, evolution reunion, but Batista, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you do with him? Do you see him at mania? I mean, I like everybody else. I did after the evolution tease, but then with the, again, the Hollywood rumor that he's, that he's, he's doing, he can read to the next movie. So it's like, well, that might, that's definitely got to play into a factor again, not knowing the, the schedule and, and, the, and, the, and the pace of filming. You know what? If they did change the plan to go with Braun versus Brock and Hunter's not ready to go, Batista, Seth Rollins, I don't know exactly how you get there, but that's not a terrible matchup for me. No, I mean, it's 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 fresh. Um, you can get there certainly by, well, I mean. Well, I mean, you know, Seth, Seth has had his history with Hunter, right? That's what, that's what I was going to say. Seth was kind of like the understudy to Triple H for a time. So. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's something there. It just kind of hit me right then. Um, what, what would you change direction over there? Um, hmm something to think about uh observer also reporting that occam is out right now with a leg injury uh not expected back for several months a big blow to aop um drake leaves drake maverick uh available right now and ethan carter ec3 his buddy is prowling around backstage i wouldn't be upset if those two found each other in the in the next couple open months for drake yeah this is where it um this is where it's where it falls to be in a tag team this is, you know, when your partner goes down you know i mean you know you know now razor is just you know what, what's he do now so that's, that's always the fault when you have a tag team is you know you're as much as you need to look out for yourself you need to look out for your partner to stay healthy and stay whatever because you know they, they, they affect you yeah um and uh, if you've noticed starting last week 205 live has started airing live again immediately after smackdown on the network uh, pw insider reporting that this was a vince mcmahon idea vince wanted more live programming on the network um, so we're back to doing it again here and by large i mean it's, i think that's a good idea i think it's more compelling live that and I think that the time away of putting 205 Live on Wednesday and now bringing it back when it seemingly has this better air about it with the, the buzz and Ali and everything, I think the fans will stick around and like get excited to watch 205 Live after SmackDown now. Yeah, I mean, when you have your own, <clears throat> when you have your own network, I mean, Live is always going to be better. And if they're, you know, they're, they, 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 they do it at SmackDown, <clears throat> at SmackDown TV anyway, so you might as well let it be live. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was at that uh, SmackDown two weeks ago, the week before they made the, the transition over, and there was a heavy machinery tag match, then versus the clones, and then uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, did, a, did a brief bout afterwards as well. And the fans stuck around. You know, the fans were having a good time, and I just think there's something to 205 Live right now where it's not – it's much buzzier now than it has been in the past, and since it hasn't been, you know, live for a couple months after SmackDown, I, I think it'll work. I think it'll work better now than it did before is what I'm saying. Sure. Um, also, in, two, in the world of 205 Live, it was just announced this morning, Aiden English has been added to 205 Live commentary. Did you see this one? Uh, I, I, I I did not. It just broke, like, before he went live. I, I did not. Well, I mean, I read it in the run sheet just a few minutes ago before we went on the air, and that was news to me. So um. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by this one. I thought there was more to get out of him as an in-ring character before making this move. Well, I mean... I... Maybe there is, but it, it, I mean, let, let's be honest here. Uh, with again, NXT call-ups, uh, everything going on, he probably just isn't a priority in terms of where are we going to find a match and a storyline for him. But we got the guy, so let's not completely waste him. He is comfortable in the mic, so you know, try him out there. Uh, we'll see how he does. Uh, the Observer also reporting here that Kushida uh, is leaving New Japan in part because he wanted to turn heel and join Bullet Club. Uh, Gato, the uh, Booker there. Did not like the idea, so because Kushida wanted to turn heel and couldn't, it could have opened the door for him to join WWE. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how he does in NXT, and I'm interested to see if he comes in as a heel, which would be kind of jarring, I think, for Kushida fans. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. Uh, I've heard the buzz from from those who uh, are uh, New Japan you know, regular viewers. He's great. Uh, again, I I, I I constantly question, you know, the, the, Vince has shown very little sign, Vince of caring about Japanese wrestlers and Japanese wrestling and, uh, and the buzz that carries with it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, go to NXT. NXT will probably work out for you in, in, in the confines of what NXT is. Uh, but otherwise, I just, again, I, I wonder if you're star, you know, I mean, I understand if he's having creative differences with the booker over in Japan, but it's like, again, if you're, you know, if you're from Japan and your family's there and it's your culture, I mean, uh, to, to, to leave there and come to the world of WWE this doesn't have, there's not as much of a, a case for it to be as attractive as it once was. Um, you know, I mean, if he can get the money he wants and just be an NXT guy, well, then okay, I guess that might work out better. But I, I just, there's been no sign that him going through the system and then rising to Raw or SmackDown, there's been no sign that it's going to work out better for him than what he would have done over Japan or, you know, uh, potentially put his name in the bucket for AEW. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this, this is a time right now. People are picking their spots. Brian Cage is committed to impact. Jeff Cobb's over in Ring of Honor land with a couple others, and Kushida's picked NXT. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, we do know there's going to be a very full uh, next class at the Performance Center. The Observer has reported that Shane Strickland and Russian indie star Ilja Droganoff uh, are expected to sign with WWE soon, but our, our own Wink reporting, Wrestling Inc. exclusive uh, from over the weekend, is that Sam Shaw, Rachel Ellering, ACH, Karen Q, 3.0, which is Scott Parker and Shane Matthews, Jonah Rock, Elliot Sexton, and Nick Camarado are expected to also join them at the Performance Center. Very, very robust uh, group of athletes there. Of all those names mentioned, of course, Shane Strickland's great, but I'm a huge ACH fan. I cannot wait to see ACH let loose in an NXT ring. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, a lot of talents you just mentioned there. Um, back to the theme of what the what the conversational landscape is. Now these talents have to be more mindful of, okay, is WWE signing you because they actually have plans for you? Or are they just signing you so you can't play elsewhere? 
Mm. So. We shall see. Uh, and of course, over the weekend, uh, WWE announced several more women's Royal Rumble participants on Twitter. And, uh, you know, whatever. They did the recap on Raw of all the women that will be in it. It's a very robust field. But, man, some fans just really didn't like this, Justin. Some fans just did, did not enjoy the rollout. Well, these are some of the same fans that if you hand them a $100 bill, they'll bitch at you that they wanted uh, five $20 bills. Um, it, like, I, I think I, I think the misunderstanding was when WWE said we're going to do this, I think a lot of these fans that we're talking about thought that they were going to like announce like all 30, and that was going right. to take away all the element of surprise. It's like, no, it's no different than what they do every year where they give you about 75, 80% of the field, and then they let you be suspense for who, who you know the guy that the guys and girls are going to fill in the other spots and be surprises or whatever so it, 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 it there's just no different they just decided to just the, the, the release of it they just did it via twitter i, I don't know what people i don't i don't know I just, fans today are just they lost their minds i don't know yeah <clears throat> i agree it's just a fun dumb thing you're just announcing wrestling uh royal realm participants guys chill out uh all right well let's relax if you're listening to us on itunes right now and again go subscribe to wrestling inc audio over on itunes you're going to get the full episode of the winkley including uh this part one of the interview i'm about to play right now featuring sean waltman talking about some of the news today and also his tag team championship tournament finals match from the royal rumble 1995 at this time, it is my pleasure to welcome to the Winkley, my good friend. I was just on his podcast, XPOC 12360. Last week, it is Sean Waltman. Sean, welcome welcome to the show. Welcome to the Winkley. Thanks, Nick. It's real good to be here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You sound really... What? You sound insincere when you say that. <laughs> well, it's just a stock answer a lot of people give when they're all nervous and they're on a, a TV show or... Or a radio show or whatever. And anyways, I was just being a dumbass. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Par for the course. Yeah, I was I was looking back the other day on when we actually met, and I think it was like nine years ago in the Wisconsin Dells for a show that drew like fifteen people. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Tony Scarponi about that like I don't know, a few months ago. He's the guy that ran that show. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just a terrible, uh, yeah, uh, like it's the wrong place to do a show indoors in the summertime, Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, it was also not a really high because it was a show in like a hotel ballroom, and I remember we like right. found blood on the wall in one place, <laughs> and I also okay. I also remember that we flipped the couch in the hotel room to see if there was drugs in it, and there was. Uh, a bag of weed in the couch and we found drugs in the hotel room is that true dude i swear to god it happened and we're all sitting <laughs> really dude i'm not Holy crap. I'm, i'll never forget because we were all sitting around in the hotel right and we flipped the couch and we see this weed and we're like oh my god this is incredible and was this after i turned my asshole before this was well. This was before you. T- you didn't tear your asshole or your taint at this show. This show, you oh, got right. you yeah. got you got a bad concussion at this show in your match with Craig, and that's why I wound up spending the night with you because they wanted me to watch you to make sure you didn't like fall asleep and die. Yeah, that was the thing back in the day. Like, uh, like 
like Scott or, or Kev or somebody like that room with me would have to wake me up every three hours in the middle of the night whenever I, you know, get a concussion, which happens, you know, more frequently than it did, you know, a lot of others. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I remember they they said you got to watch you got to watch Sean. We think he's concussed, and uh, you were very nice the whole time through. You're signing autographs with kids and everything, um, but then you'd look at me and just be like, "I feel like dog shit, Nick. This doesn't feel good." <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but yes, to finish my story, so. So we find all we find this bag of weed in the couch, right? And this was before I think that the concussion. I don't think even you had showed up for the event yet, but we found it. And one of the other wrestlers' wives was with us, and she goes, yeah. "Oh my goodness!" And she snagged it and she took it. She and and we were all like, "What?" And nobody wanted to say anything to her because she was like one of our friends' wives. But we were all pretty salty about it. Was I there? You weren't there yet. No. I couldn't have been because I guarantee you she wouldn't have snatched anything if I was there. <laughs> I would have had it first. Now, last thing on this story, I'll never forget because, like, I was. She, was she doing it to be Miss Big Two Shoes? Like, I better get this to cops. Or was she doing it because she wanted it for herself? Oh, she totally wanted it for herself. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little less, you know, but still, like, share, you know? Yeah, she wasn't very nice. I'm not going to say her name or who the wrestler was, but anyway. Um, I'll never forget, though. Yeah, you got concussed, and they were like, you got to watch Sean. And so I wound up watching you, and I had no idea what the assignment would entail. And then I get you to the bar, and I'm like, all right, he's cool. And so I let you go mingle, and then I went over to see some other people. And then you yelled at me, Nick, why aren't you hanging out with me? And I was like, Sean, I just wanted to give you some space to be with your friends. And you were like, do you not like me? Do you not want to be my friend? And you kind of hassled me about the fact I wasn't hanging uh -huh. out. I wasn't hanging out with you, which I never, I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was probably just, probably just busting your balls. Well, I wound, I wound up buying, like I wound up buying like fifty beers or whatever at the bar when it was closing, and took everybody because you were the only one that got was a quote unquote suite at this place, like a bigger room. And I remember taking, right. I remember taking everybody there, and we we drank and partied all night. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Was I drinking? Yeah, I was drinking back then. Yeah. I don't think you were drinking that. You may have been drinking. I remember, you know, we were definitely up late enjoying ourselves. Um, I remember waking up the next day because you kept me up all night and I remember really, really wanting to go to sleep and you like, I was the only one that was like along for your ride and the, the next morning I woke up and you had drawn the word dick on my forehead. You'd actually drawn dicks all over my face, if I'm not mistaken. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Bullshit. You no way. You did. Oh, absolutely you did. Dude. Are you sure 100 percent that that was me? It may, you know what, you know what, it may because it doesn't it doesn't sound like me, Nick. No, that sounds like some shit somebody else would have done. You know what? Maybe it was Scarps. It may have been. It may have been the people that like woke me up in the room. Absolutely, because you were. So, I promise you. Okay, it's not my mo. Okay, that's so weird. That changes All my right. perspective. Yeah, they probably blamed it on me. Hmm. Well, um, this was a great intro to um, what is going to be our conversation. 
Um, I did. I wanted this to be different because I did your podcast. I know you talk the news, and we've talked. We've done a lot of interviews in the past. I wanted it's you know we're so familiar. I wanted to do something different. So since the rumbles this Sunday, I went and watched all three of your rumble, the rumbles you were a part of in in some wrestling capacity, uh, ninety five, ninety nine, and two thousand. So we're going to talk a little bit yeah. about we're going to talk a little bit about those here today. But I, I want to start with the elephant in the room. We didn't really talk about it on your show. Um, you know, your buddy Billy Gunn, who I got to watch you interact with here today as I'm rewatching these matches, has joined AEW. Where are you in the wrestling landscape right now, Sean? What's your, what are you WWE? Are you are you looking to maybe make a deal elsewhere? What 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 what's your status in wrestling right now? Um, I just have to renew my Legends deal. Okay. Uh, and you know that that was like literally the other day. I'm just like, that's uh, funny you asked me that. And I just you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to. What would you do? We can see. So what if you don't if you don't resign as a legend for a legends deal? What I mean, are you talking to people? Do you have interest elsewhere? People have reached out to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to go into any further details. Mind you asking, but that's about where I'm going to leave it. Okay. I'm just gotta wait and see. Okay, I'm just wondering. I'm in a pretty, I'm in a pretty good position. You know, because that's the thing is, like, I'm rewatching these matches today, and you were really just like ahead of the curve. You know, uh, we'll start here. Rumble '95 um, was the end of a tag team title tournament, WWF tag title tournament, and it was you and Spark Plug Holly versus Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka, uh, who were part of the Million Dollar Corporation at the time. You, I mean, what was it like for you? I mean, 95 was a real transitional year for WWF. What was it like for you being a cruiserweight at that period in WWF? Well, I mean, I was still, well, you, I mean, there wasn't really anyone else to work a cruiserweight style with. So, yeah. like, it's not how it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, like, I, I, there was some, there, the occasional, like, TV match with maybe like baby face first baby face match I had with Marty Jannetty or you know I, I remember a TV match I had with Pat Tanaka um, you know uh, we got to do some of that kind of stuff but I mean if you really go back and look it was just you know David David versus Goliath uh, style for me you know pretty much the whole the whole time you know the time I was there you know I was one two three kid for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, and Vince McMahon was the commentator for this match, and, I mean, he genuinely seemed to really be behind you. I mean, on commentary, they had the one, two, three lights, you know, when you won and stuff. I mean, what was what was your relationship yeah. with, like, at Vince at this time? What was his vision for this character that you were? Well, um, you know, I, I was, it was the vision was how it played out. Like, honestly, man, it was pretty close, you know, to that. Um, uh, I mean, like going back to when he first, you know, hired me and, and you know laid out the whole razor angle and all that, you yeah. know, and um, and and just the way they brought me in with getting squashed a couple of times before that, you know, I mean, it just that's that's and that that first run in WWE, the one, two, three kids on, definitely, you know, you know that was my thing, the underdog cruiserweight. And, 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 you know, Vince was behind it, you know, like, 
And like I would have got even way bigger push like through that SummerSlam '93. Not to like get away from Royal Rumble here. Yeah. But you know, uh, like I was acting up on the road, and and I needed an attitude adjustment. Like and and like doing stupid shit that you know a lot of people probably would have just gotten fired for. Mm-hmm. And and instead they just you know punished me by like by you know putting a a halt to my finish or to my push by you know uh, like I just got beat unceremoniously by IRS at that SummerSlam that year. Uh, but I, I, I guess my point being is like you know they would have gone with me even more probably if I would have you know not been a little bit of a screw up. So, uh, yeah, no, no, Vince loved it. And, you know, other people did too, like Randy Savage. Like, uh, I had a lot of people that were real big fans of mine behind me. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like watching it, like they definitely rallied behind this one, two, three kid character. Like you say, he was fully developed at this point with the lights and the, you know, your, your gear was better. I mean, what was the idea of putting you with, with spark plug Bob Holly at this point in the tag team division? Well, they, they weren't really, Bob was really good, really solid, you know, solid uh, uh, wrestler. And, and they just, they weren't doing anything with him. And, you know, it was just another guy, you know, put these two guys together. Oh, for sure, they're not going to win it. You know, I think that's basically all it was. Yeah. And I liked working with Bob. I liked tag teaming with Bob, and I liked, I liked having six matches with Bob, too. So, um, you know, I liked working with Bob. When you say you and, like, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, um, I, uh, I don't remember if if I knew we were going to win that going into the to the rumble or not. Actually, not that you asked me, but mm. I mean, it it did kind of seem like a weird kind of finals there. I mean, Bam Bam and Tatanka, you know, they they were with De- DiBiase and everything. My question though about you say you enjoyed working with Bob. Like, Bob is now known as notoriously being, like, a really stiff wrestler. I mean, was he early in his career kind of like that? Was he always pretty stiff with people? You know, I guess everyone has their own, own idea of what's stiff. Like, to me, it was, uh, Bob was always just solid. You know, you felt everything, but it didn't, you know, it didn't hurt you. You know, it was, if anything, it was easier to sell. Um, so I don't have that experience with Bob at all. Okay. Even as, even, even I worked with him as hardcore Holly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was weird watching him as spark club with like the big bald spot in the back of his like mullet and everything. I was was like, this guy got a gimmick change. He got a fresh coat of paint for the better down the road. (laughs) Um, one of the things I really liked about this match with you and Bob versus Bam Bam and Tatanka. And like, I'm always I've always enjoyed Tatanka, but I'm a big Bam Bam Bigelow fan. And you and Bam Bam, like, you guys seem like you really had good chemistry in this match together. I mean, did, had you worked with him a lot? I mean, what do you remember about working with Bam Bam? I worked with Bam Bam uh, several times. Yeah, before that match. So, like, yeah. No, like, there was a – I had a singles match with Bam Bam that was on Superstars. Okay. Um. Uh, I had great chemistry with Bam Bam. I love working with him. Um, he liked working with me. He made me look great out there. I tried to do the same for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that big Hurricane Rock spot in there that I 
came down on my head, but it was got a hell of a pop in the crowd. Dude, he threw you so high in the air. That's the exact spot I was going to ask you about. Like that was that's why I was like, man, these guys are perfect for each other because he's Bam Bam's so quick, but he's so big, and you can just kind of bounce all over this guy. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, it was very special for me, uh, Nick, because uh, that building, the University of uh, South Florida Sundome in Tampa, that was pretty much my home wrestling building besides like uh st pete like tampa was that's where i saw um you know dusty rose and andre the giant versus or uh, versus kevin sullivan and bud sawyer um uh, you know battle of the belts was there um anyways and that's where i got to win the wwf tag title so it was really special family was there it was pretty cool that's that is awesome now you mentioned that he – I didn't realize that he dropped you on your head in that Hurricane Rana spot, but I did notice that Pam Pam got kicked really hard in the mouth at some point by you, either the top yeah. drop kick or the spinning heel kick. Uh, he was bleeding pretty bad from the mouth. Was I get, I thought uh, – was that your receipt to him for dropping you on your head? What, what was up with that? No. Okay. No, it wasn't a receipt. Uh-uh. No, I, I, like, for something like that, Eddie, you know, shit happens. So the kick, the, the bloody mouth was just another one of those that shit happens things. Oh man, it was gr- it was gross. He was spitting up a lot of blood at the end of that match. He was tough. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to ask you about from Rumble '95, uh, and I didn't watch the whole pay per view. I really only watched your match, but I watched a little of the beginning because I, I turned on the pay per view and. Just before your bout, uh, she got played up again. But Pamela Anderson was like at this show and was like a big part of Rumble '95. Uh, what was she like? Oh, yeah. What was she like backstage? How was how was it working with Pamela Anderson? Uh, she pretty much was kept in it, like you know, up to herself the whole time. I don't remember really meeting her. Not th- not that night, anyways. Okay, just wondering. Yeah, uh, I, I WrestleMania like um, at WrestleMania prior to that, the one that was in Hartford. Like her and Tommy Lee were there, and I remember, remember, like she was pleasant. Yeah, she's nice. But you know the thing about that match is, um, is that match was used. My that you know me winning the tag, you know Bob and I. Yeah. That that was uh, directly. Oh, okay. I got my dates backwards. Okay. It was. It was. We 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 saw. Pamela and Tommy Lee Moore at WrestleMania, which was a few months later. Right. But um, so, what my point was going to be is that tag match, us winning the tag titles and embarrassing Bam Bam, was what set up his that you know um, WrestleMania match with Lawrence Taylor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if you kept watching, but they set the angle up after the finish, and you know he he shoves Lawrence and. You know, that happened right after the, the finish. Yeah, that's right. He throws the soda yeah. in his face or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember this now. No, he just shoves it back and he like goes back into the into the chairs and you know, and then they hold you know, big hold everybody back moment. And yeah. It was effective. Yeah. I'm thinking of the story. Funny yeah. funny side story about that is um the night before that, uh Everybody, like not everybody, but you know the people I hung out with were all out in Ybor City, uh, till you know, uh-huh. till the wee hours, and we were hammered. <laughs> I mean, hammered. 
and, uh, and, and we run into LT that night, you know, and he's, you know, he's, he's probably pretty lit too. And he's like, Hey, don't you guys have matched? Well, like, yeah. I mean, that was kind of like, you know, it was pretty normal for us to be out, you know, the night before anything, whether it was a big show or not. That's crazy enough. That's well, it's just wild to me because like, you're so crisp in this match. I mean, honestly, well, I mean, we're going to move over here to 99 to 2000 here in a second, but of your Royal rumble matches and appearances, I think this was my favorite of yours. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just a per- personal observation. Hmm. Um, well, after yeah. this, a couple months later, uh, you would jump ship. Or- uh, you want to hear another good story about that night? Please. About, yes. about the Royal Rumble? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we <clears throat> we had this theory, right? Okay. And the theory is, is we wouldn't get drug tested <clears throat> at a TV or pay-per-view. And back then, we were getting drug tested a lot. But, you know, if we thought we could, you know, sneak a joint here or there, you know, smoke a little pot and get away with it, you know, we would. And so some smoke some weed the night before, and then we get there and show up, and there's a drug test at Royal Rumble. <laughs> and uh, uh, so um, I pretty much avoided it the whole day. And then Dave Habner, like, he tricked me into going into the drug test room. He's like, hey, uh, so-and-so needs to talk to you. And then we walk in the room. And Dave was like, oh, sorry, kid. So I hemmed and hawed. And uh, and this is the only way you could be the drug test around there back then. I hemmed and hawed and told the, the, you know, the guy giving the test that, um, you know, I couldn't pee. And he was like, I'll pee for you for 200 bucks. Dude, I pulled that 200 bucks out of the wallet so goddamn fast, you wouldn't vote for it. The, oh, yeah. The guy administering the piss test hit you Oh, up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to say that that guy made a lot of money that day. And that was it. Sean Waltman there. Uh, probably most of note, uh, Justin, is that he revealed there that he has not re-signed his Legends deal. Um, he was on, He's been offered one, uh, hasn't signed it, and is a uh, uh, free and clear to, to sign wherever he wants. And I, I know that he can wrestle and, like, wants to wrestle. So I'm interested to see where Sean could land this year, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's that's a very uh, interesting story in and of itself that you know he is still uh, in pretty good shape. I know he's been pretty wise the last couple of years picking his spots when he does wrestle and bump. Yeah. preserving his preserving his body he's not getting any younger but he certainly looks great for his age so uh, yeah i mean what a time right now to uh make yourself available and to be a you know he is a legend to be a legend who, who can carry that status um you know so what a time right now to have your services to be able to to let your phone ring from anybody and just field offers and feel what's out there um so uh good by him all right. Well, back tomorrow, uh, I will be at noon Eastern. I will be joined by Michael Weissman here. We'll play part two of my interview with Sean, where we talk about uh, his 99 and 2000 Royal Rumble appearances. Again, if you want to join me to watch the Rumble here in Chicago, Duffy's Tavern and Grill this Sunday. Doors open at four o'clock. We're going to be giving away prizes, playing games. And uh, speaking of playing games, this Wednesday and Thursday on the Wrestling Inc. Twitter account, we are going to be giving away one hundred dollar promo codes to fun.com fun it's a it's a fun website it's got all kinds of fun stuff on it and you could win a hundred dollars to just go spend 
to your heart's content over on fun.com on cool socks and toys and Funko pops and whatever you want. Uh, we'll release the rules on Wednesday. Part of them will be to follow us on Twitter. So go ahead and do that now if you want. Um, but we're going to give away some, some cash this week, Justin. I'm very excited about that. that hey, anytime you give away cash is, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, what a baby face move, right? Yeah, exactly. Who wants free money, guys? Free fun money. Um, Justin, what do you want to plug promo put over here before we wrap it up? I want to give a shout out to my friends again. I mentioned them earlier, WrestleRumble.com. I, I, I love these guys. It's a blast. I really can't say enough. I mean, we in the day and age now where we all love fantasy sports and it makes it more interesting to watch football Sunday when you can have your fantasy team or whatever. It's kind of the same concept. You go on WrestleRumble.com. You literally pick who you think is going to win. You pick for Rumble who's going in 1-30. There's prize money and there's other prizes that they that they outline if you just go to WrestleRumble.com. It makes watching the events that much more enjoyable. And they, not only do they do it for Rumble, they do it for other major events around the WWE calendar year. So just it just make it gets you a little bit more invested to see, hey, maybe I can win a few bucks. So uh just go over, type them in your browser. Um just give it a look. It's pretty cool. So you're saying if like you enjoy fantasy football, then you, yeah, might if you enjoy Russell Rumble. Yeah, if you yeah, if you're one of those people that likes to, you know, play DraftKings or FanDuel or like to have your fantasy team and, and you like to sit there and watch and try to, you know, see, hey, are my am I winning? How's my team doing? You'll definitely get a kick out of this. It's it's done really well. Um you know, and you compete, you know, and, and myself and other people in the wrestling community that other fans might know or get involved in it. So you can see, can you predict, can, can you book better than us? If you think WWE is so predictable or you could book it, here's kind of a way to prove it. Can you, can you, can you put down the answers before the show? All right. Uh, well, give it a whirl, guys. Russell Rumble. I love those guys. Justin's right. Everything he said is true. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, I am Nick Hausman. I am at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Justin, you are at Justin Labar. Oh, that's right. I always forget. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.